Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Hi, I'm Eric Murray, Country Manager of uh, Robert Walters Indonesia, and I'm your host for this episode of our Talent Talk with Robert Walters, our leadership series where we interview business leaders, recruitment experts, and career growth specialists on their careers, leadership lessons, and the latest talent trends. Today, it's my pleasure to have Tiger Fan, co-founder and CEO at Cargo Technology, join us. Welcome, Tiger, and thank you for being part of this episode. Hey, Eric, great to be here. For our listeners who might not know Tiger, Tiger started his career in product marketing in April, followed by stints at various major companies such as Merrill Lynch, Lazada, and Uber across different regions. Today, as co-founder and CEO at Cargo Technology, is disrupting Indonesia's quarter trillion dollars logistic industry with technology. So we are definitely honored to have Tiger share his insights with us today. So let's begin with our first question. Tiger, could you please tell us in brief about Cargo and its business in Indonesia? Broadly, how has the company and the tracking logistic industry in Indonesia changed since the company was founded in 2018. Yeah, thanks, Eric. That's a very great and generous introduction. I would say, you know, we're not so far as disrupting this industry as much as trying to digitally enable it and, and really bring it to the 21st century by enabling, you know, the 7 million trucks, um, which is how many trucks there are in Indonesia, uh, essentially to come online, um, just as you know, Uber has done with private cars all over the world as Grab and Gojek have done with, um, you know, cars and motorbikes. We think that trucks and just the logistics of moving things in Indonesia will come online. It's not a question of if, but a question of when. And I think cargo is really, you know, our mission is to really be able to be the forefront and really be the first to be able to do that full stop all the way from what I call import and exports with so 20, 40 foot container trucks that will go into the port and pick up, you know, raw materials and things that arrive in Indonesia to take it to factories, um, to warehouses where they, you know, get made into things and, and produced uh, into consumables and delivering it all the way downstream to, um, we recently started Warun distribution. So the last mile. Um, and we think that, you know, what we're good at is, really dealing with truck drivers, um, dealing with small, medium-sized fleets. Uh, these are really the backbones of you know, Indonesia's real economy, small businesses and the mom and pops that own maybe five to 10 trucks. Our whole mission is let's give them the tools necessary to be able to come online and find when is the next job, um, to be able to manage their working capital, uh, to be able to manage their workflow so they don't have to do uh, all these things that requires manual paperwork and calling people on the phone. Where are you? Where's my truck? We bring that all online. We bring that into our app, into our digital ecosystem. Um, and so that uh, the end-to-end transaction, finding a job, booking a job, getting invoiced through, you know, on the job and getting paid is all seamless and, and done you know, with a click of a button. And so you know, just imagine like... You know, the first time you use an Uber or Grab or Gojek, you know, you can get a, you can get a car or get something delivered to you 
by push of a button and just be you know completely worry free. We want to have that same transformative experience um, to to be had and to be you know really uh, um, had by every business in Indonesia. So no matter if you're large or, or small, we want that seamless. Where is my truck? I know my truck is going to get here by when, and this is how much I'm going to pay. All done through one click of a button. Yeah, so, so sounds amazing. Uh, you, you were saying seven million trucks in Indonesia. Yeah. So let me just take a step back and give you the context of the market. So you know, Indonesia is one of, if you can imagine, the most challenging logistics market in the world, right? Um, the headline numbers is like we have 17,000 islands. Um, you know, there is, uh, there's boats and then there's trucks and then they have to go on boats and then they have to go on motorbikes. Um, and yes, that's very true. Uh, but especially at night, if you're ever on the road, um, especially in the cities or even outside the city, um, and you kind of just close your eyes and you, and, and you just, and, and, and you just kind of seeing how many vehicles are on the road, they're all trucks. This whole country is really still moved by what we call road transport. The, what, what it costs to move goods is one of the highest in the world. It's 25% of GDP, $250 billion a year. And so, um, and that's done by 7 million trucks. And that's only, million, that's only the number of trucks sold in the last 10 years. I'm, I'm sure there are much more out there. And so, you know, our job is to bring every one of them, you know, onto our platform. So, you know, three years, three, four years in, I think um, we've onboarded 75,000 trucks, um, which makes us the largest uh, in Indonesia. That's barely 1%, right, of the total population. So it's incredible how, how big the opportunity is. Uh, that's fantastic. I love this kind of ecosystem where us as a final client, we have no idea what it takes to get all the things that we, we are getting on a daily basis. So it seems that the, 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 the size of the game is immense and it's the beginning of the story, but uh, when done so far, I've managed to get already 75,000 trucks on the platform. Great. So um, it's about bringing technology at the center of, uh, of this business. So as the new technologies is constantly coming into the market, um, how is cargo keeping itself? Uh, at the forefront uh, as a digital disruptor? Yeah, I, I think the first and foremost is um, training, you know, our users on how to use the system and what benefits our new way of doing things, right? Or the, you know, the digital way of doing things is better. I would say that, you know, technology, the technology exists, right? Yeah. And, and, and we are the best at it. Um, in, in terms of bringing, you know, let's call it the latest machine learning and the latest algorithms. But to a customer, none of that matters, right? At least in the beginning. Can I trust you? Can, yeah. how, who is going, who uh, it has used your service and can attest to your deliver, like your, your SLAs and, and your speed and your reliability. And I think that's really important. Over time, technology obviously is going to make that incremental improvement, right? So yeah. we today are managing 75,000 trucks. That's 8,000 vendors. If I have to call every single one of them, it doesn't work. Our whole business just, just doesn't work. It doesn't scale. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we've made it, our technology is working in the background. And so, you know, for Unilever or Coca-Cola, they don't know what's happening in the background. And that's what, that's what the key part of technology is, is how, how is it going to be quiet and how is it going to make you more efficient? And how do you, 
make sure that your customers don't know that it's been working. Um, when it comes to digital transformation, um, what's the main challenge you see in Indonesia? And uh, any key advice uh, that you would offer companies and uh, senior business leaders? Man, Eric. If I if I had the answer to that, I um you know I, I, I I'd uh, I'd be in a different place. This uh, Indonesia would be in a different place. Um, look, I I, I think uh, uh, the my my hypothesis and my thesis, um, you know, is that with e-commerce penetration going higher and higher, right? And and COVID obviously pushed that e-commerce adoption, you know, with consumers as well as businesses. Um, into you know what could have you know, what would have taken I would think years and decades you know in, into the last two years it's really sped that up um, and so you know customers um, are using Grab and Gojek they're ordering online from commerce and so customers expectation of you know what they need from their businesses and their brands are always changing and they're always getting up to the next level right and so. Um, you know, that is going to have to push a lot of businesses to think about their own supply chains and to really think about what type of visibility and what type of SLAs are acceptable by customers, right? And so, you know, what we've seen in the beginning you know, when we first started that trucks used to be just hanging out at warehouses and it'll take days, right? We're talking about days to unload. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's just absolutely unacceptable. Right. Um, you. The, the reason why it is taking days is because the downstream is not properly planned. The warehouse is not operating 24 hours a day. They have set hours, and there's a whole bunch of things. Right. But in the but but prior to digitization, you anecdotally hear these stories. Oh, this is why it happened. Oh, the, the truck driver fell asleep, and you know the truck was blocking right but now we have data we have exact points of when the truck is arriving at what point are they loading what point are they unloading and what is the performance and the scorecard of every single trucking company as well as every single warehouse and we have that from again when it comes when the materials comes in ports all the way down to when it's delivered to the last water right and so now brands and and different parts of that supply chain can can be data driven on how do i improve performance and if they don't look you know, when, uh, when, when Lazada, Shopee, uh, when Ula, Gudanada, these are, you know, th these are e-commerce marketplaces, they're going to eat these guys as lunch. Um, and, and that's, you know, it, they're going to be then forced to have to change. And so I think we, we're kind of there to make sure that, hey, you know, when you're ready, we're here. Yeah. Just, so you, just so you know, here's the delta. Just so you know, this is the cost expectation that you should be aiming for because your competitors are doing it. Um, so yeah, again, I, I think this is inevitable. Yeah, what's really interesting is that uh, actually things are, are going pretty fast and, and, and there are good numbers of people who eventually are not aware on how fast this digital transition is coming. And, and it's really interesting because you're saying, hey guys, actually there are a few actors on the market who are on top of their game on this. And actually, if you don't change your habits, um, actually, they are going to have, um, um, how can I say that? They are going to be capable to give to the customer an experience that it will be differentiated and, and, and they will go to them. Uh, and it takes pretty long to do this uh, digital uh, transition, I guess, for some uh, more classic uh, actors. Uh, how, how they could... Uh, 
get better educated that it has to be done now. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, necessity is always the mother of inventions. And so as long as folks feel that they're comfortable, right, that their, you know, their market share isn't being eaten, um, then there is no motivation or incentive yeah. for folks to change. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, maybe, you know, 10 years ago, folks uh, could have said, hey, e-commerce is never going to work in Indonesia because we need to try things and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and look, you know, where, where they are today, right? And so um, I, I think that those who adopt, adapt and, and those, um, and, and look, I, I think a lot of the conglomerates here in Indonesia are, are smart. I think, a lot, you know, we have a lot of conversations with the second, third generation, you know, eventual yeah. owners of these businesses and, and they, you know, they, they understand the trends. Mm. These are mega trends that are happening globally. Um, but yeah, I think it's that it's adapt or die. Um, so I was saying you started your career in product marketing at Apple followed by these roles in uh, various organizations, uh, Mary Lynch, Lazada, Uber. Um, now you have co-founded this uh, company, Cargo, as an entrepreneur. Um, what is the key lesson you've learned uh, throughout your career and later as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think there's two. Um, I, I think one is... Uh, you know, in, in my experiences, I've really learned a lot about the power of leverage, um, which is, you know, why have a hundred people do, you know, one task when it can be automated to a program and that one program and, you know, that one, uh, let's call it an engineer can now do the job of a hundred and imagine the leverage that you get in managing, you know, a hundred engineers, right? So I think that is really the power behind software. Um, I, I, there, there was one little section I forgot to mention, which is just, you know, we are an assetless, we're an asset light company, right? And so everything that we do is, you know, done on the code, yeah. uh, playbook in operations, we own no trucks. We own no warehouses. We have, you know, but, but yet we're, you know, now if you think about the largest, you know, trucking, you know, uh, sort of fleet, we have a virtual fleet of 75,000 trucks. Um, and so it really just comes down to our people and our software, which are the most, you know, which is basically the whole company. Um, and so what I've learned is that, you know, leverage is super important. Um, I think in finance, there's a lot of financial leverage and technology. This is obviously machine, which gives you, you know, operating leverage. Um, but if you think about your own career as a manager, you know, just where I want to even set up a business, um, you know, one thing that really resonates with me is, you know, be in a fast growing part of the world, in a fast growing economy, in a fast growing sector, in a fast growing company. That's going to just give yourself just so much leverage because even if you don't do anything, right, even if you're just doing the same thing over and over again. Um, like, you know, because of all these external macro factors, you're going to still just feel like you're growing and feel like you're learning. Um, and so, you know, I, I always, you know, tend to try to like direct my life and career towards that. And this is why I quit my job on Wall Street, you know, came to Lazada, um, to do e-commerce. Then I quit, you know, being an MD at e-commerce, uh, in Lazada to, to become, you know, a launcher at Uber, um, et cetera. Um, so that's, that, that I think has given me just tremendous leverage, um, in terms of my own tradition, uh, my own personal growth. Um, and then the second is comes back to people. Um, I think that's a, that's a really easy one. And I'm sure it's some, something that you've heard a lot, um, you know, from multiple people, but that's really, really true. Um, and, you know, there, there's a lot of times where, you know, where I'm always like, hey, should I hire this person or this person? You know, here's the traits. Um, and in every single time, if they're that good, um, 
we should just hire both of them. Um, and, 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 you know, because smart people and, and really folks that are aligned to your vision and to kind of, um, the culture of your company, um, they will prove their value and they will find other ways to be valuable and they will multiply essentially, you know, your company, um, growth trajectory and just your, you know, their, their, their worth to the company and they'll find, they'll find that. And so, um, that is, yeah, that, that is, uh, you know, one, one sort of, uh, another common takeaway that I had through, throughout all my experience. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I share, I share, I share the same uh, views on that. Uh, being in the right environment is absolutely critical just for the vibes, for the energy, for the opportunities. And yeah, people, people, people all the time, huh? and, uh, and 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 you and, and you're correct. Um, yeah. if, if they are the right people, they are going to make their their space. Uh, they 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 are going to 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 know yeah. what, and, what they can. And, and that's and it's tough, like you said, right? Like tech, you know, tech companies. Um, talent is is so rare in yeah. in Indonesia, um, and and there's so many opportunities chasing, you know, very few, I think, uh, you know, really, really, you know, that 10 X talent. Um, and so, you know, it's become very, very hard for us, uh, to, to go and find those, uh, those hidden gems. Um, and, and, you know, we, we've have, we have to sell, uh, B2B, we have to sell trucking. These are not sexy industries or sexy things to be, to be a part of, but, um, but I think, you know, that, that's a, that problem, um, is an opportunity for us because, you know, those that we do find are, are really sort of aligned with us for the long term and, um, and, you know, um, are, are with us for, for years rather than quarters, um, which I think is very, very hard in this market. <laughs> yeah. But I, actually, you, you know, I always believe that, um, people are, are joining a company for also the story that, that they can, that they can join. Uh, at the end of the day, this is why I, I, I like this kind of B2B business because, Again, nobody expects really that. They don't know. And actually, it's a big surprise. And the figures that you were sharing are just massive. And we can really feel that it's just the beginning of the story. So people are looking for something fulfilling when they can see that they can contribute, that they can have an impact, and that it's going to last. And, uh, and, and when I'm listening to the story that you shared today, I don't see any end for it. It just sounds that you guys are, are extremely busy. And, 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 and at the end of the day, there will be something for everyone. And so, yeah, if you have the opportunity to have two, two good talent in front of you, yeah, let's not think too much. Hire them because um, if you have people aligned with the story, uh, then they just make the business stronger and stronger. Uh, this is something that we are always trying to be extremely careful with. Because at the end of the day, this is what brings the energy and the long-term energy. You, you, you were talking about we're not looking for people who are going to join for three months, six months, nine months. I, uh, I, I do believe in it uh, because um, it doesn't bring the strength that you can have with the, 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 the loyalty of people who are sharing the same vision. So great for that. Um, Tiger, uh, thank you very much. Um, I think we, we are now at the end of the session. Uh, thank you again for uh, sharing your insights um, and personal advice with us. Uh, I'm sure our audience uh, will appreciate uh, learning more about uh, cargo and how it's transforming uh, Indonesia's uh, logistics space um, and more broadly about the digital transformation in companies and industry. Uh, but thanks again for the time. Eric, I have one prediction. Um, yeah, there is. I, 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 I don't know 
what's going to happen next year or the next 10 years, but I do know what's going to happen in the next 100 years. Okay. And that is in 100 years, I think people in Indonesia and even in Southeast Asia, I would say, because I think we have regional ambitions, will be still drinking Coca-Cola and all that Coca-Cola will still be moved on trucks. I, I think I can, I can predict that with a lot of certainty. So, you know, we're solving a hundred year old problem and we're going to be continuously solving, you know, for the next hundred years. So um, I think that's, uh, that's really the time frame that I, um, at least I'm thinking about the company. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, hopefully folks will want to join for the next uh, hundred years. <laughs> it's too long. Yeah, I, I, I'll be ready to, to take the bet as well. I, 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 <laughs> so in terms of uh, yeah, sustainability, potential of growth, um, uh, yeah, sounds infinite. So uh, well done, guys. Um, all the best uh, for sure. And for our listeners and our viewers, uh, don't forget to uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Um, take care and stay safe. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you.